the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. Phone's on him and make him talk to you and it'll blow his mind. He'll start screaming. Like, oh my god, who is this? No, he's been asking for Uncle Logan lately. What? I don't believe you. I had to ask Katie. She's she's the one who told me first, and then he did it in front of me. I was like, whoa. And she was like, I told you. All right. Anyway, how are you? Well, I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> Fine. That sounded so sad. I just every time I think I make strides at work, I wind up taking like twelve steps backwards. So, but you went to trivia night with work people. That's a step. Yeah, and it was fun. So, was it themed trivia or just like trivia trivia? Just random trivia. So, although something. And this, I don't know. I hope you can't hear my. Is, does my refrigerator sound horrible? Um, I cannot hear it. Okay, good. It's so freaking loud, man. Um, but uh, like this has come up before with other groups of friends, where like we're doing like playing a game, a trivia game, or last night at the trivia contest, and somebody looks at me and goes, "Well, you're pretty smart," and I'm just like. Do I come off as a complete and total idiot? Do you I mean, like- I, know I sound like I... I mean, I did grow up in a trailer park. That's why I sound <laughs> like I grew up in a trailer park. But like, I just don't... Like, why does everybody think I'm stupid? <laughs> everybody doesn't think you're stupid. Um, we would have finished in third place, except we didn't listen to the guy who was like, no, I'm pretty sure this is it. And me and my boss were like, no, because it was put these books in order of when they were released. Of course, one guy was like, did he say the books or the movies? I'm like, definitely the books, man. Um, And it was Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Grapes of Wrath, and Animal Farm. Dang. I could probably get close, but I don't think I could do it. Well, I'm interested. Like, what do you think the order would be? <clears throat> so, oh, man. Because I can't think of when. I, 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 got, I feel like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe came before the Fellowship of the Ring. But I don't know what year, like what decade that was. And that's what throws me off on the rest, I think. I feel like Animal Farm is the oldest, or I guess the last one in order. So maybe... Well, the oldest to newest. So. Yeah, I, I meant more like the, the last one. Like, 
oldest one would be I'm just gonna guess I'm gonna go Grapes of Wrath, Lion No, no God, that's not right at all. Lion the Witch in the Ward Wardrobe, the Lord of the Rings book, then Animal Farm, then Grapes of Wrath? No. Okay. I don't know. Grapes of Wrath is the oldest, nineteen thirty nine. Okay. I thought Animal Farm was older than that. Animal Farm was nineteen forty five. Okay. So and, and then which Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe is before Lord of the Rings. I did know that. And everybody else was like, Are you sure? I was like, I'm a hundred percent positive that that was written before Lord of the Rings. That's the only one I knew for sure as well. As, as you could tell that I led with that. <laughs> so but I was like, I'm pretty sure Animal Farm was in like the thirties. It's like George Orwell. So but it's like a reward war two thing though, right? Yeah, and I wasn't thinking. So But see that's where my confusion came because I don't I didn't remember when the Lord of the Rings books, like I don't know I don't know when they were published. I didn't know that. It was anyway. thirty nine forty five and then forty nine maybe or and then like fifty five or fifty I, I think Lord of the Rings and uh, fellow, uh, and Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe were like both around the 50s, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I just It made me so mad that I got the other two wrong, and I was like, yeah, because it's like a World War II allegory thing, and I don't know why. I was just like, no, I'm pretty sure it was the 30s, and of course, Grapes of Wrath was before that because it's about like the Dust Bowl or the Great Depression or whatever. I just couldn't remember if it was one of those books that was written like way after that, reflecting on it. Like Gone with the Wind? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's where my thought was. I was trying to think. Because that's Steinbeck, right? Yeah. And so I was trying to think, when was Steinbeck writing books? And Steinbeck's not a guy I read at all until two years ago. So I don't have some sort of like high school memory of reading Steinbeck and like having context for him. I right. just said they made a lot of movies based on his books. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we would have finished in the top three if we have listened to <coughs> one other guy who was like, I, I think Animal Farms first. But, I mean, I, I don't know because I've never read any of these books. So, I was like, ah, I'm not listening to you. And he was right. So, so do you? how do you do your answers? How does that happen? All right. So, you get these little uh, sheets of paper and then you write your team name on them. And then uh, the way this one worked is uh, you start out with zero points and there's no uh, minus. It's not like jeopardy. You don't lose anything for a wrong answer, but mm -hmm. you have each round. You have a certain like starts off with like two, four and six points. So like, and he'll give you the category three categories for the first round. Like, Science, music, and movies. And then he'll say, first up, it's a science question. And you go, okay, he'll give you the question. Like, one of them was, what, name two of the three elements that have the letter Y in them, but don't have the letter M, as in Martha, in them. Um, and so you write the two answers down. And then based on how you feel you know them, like how confident you are, then you circle how many points you want that answer to be worth. It's very 
like self-serving. Mm-hmm. But you like you only get two, four, and six. So if if you're confident about the uh, the two elements, which are uh, oxygen, hydrogen, I got both of those. You get bonus points if you know all three. Could not remember the third one or couldn't come up with it. And it's Krypton, and I like want to <laughs> shoot myself. I was like, "How the fuck did I not remember Krypton?" But um, you know, you like if you bet six points on that, you're like, "Well, that's for sure." Like, then the next question, you can only bet either two or four. So you want to definitely bet the six points on something you're really confident about. Um, of course, the guy that was writing our answers down was like no like we'll get the sports category and neither one of the sports questions we got so i was like what y'all are terrible like we wasted six points because you're so sure you're going to get the sports question Uh, but whatever it was fun i'm glad it was fun at least yeah it might be a every week kind of thing so well, so that—that's cool. So, yeah, it gets me out of the house, and that's even better. Yeah. So, how was New York? Oh, it was good. We were there for almost exactly ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Much shorter trip than last year. Yeah, no kidding. Almost a year ago to the day. Yeah. Um, for today almost is back to back Christmas Eves at your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Not Christmas Eve. I meant New Year's Eve. I'm New Year's Eve. Stupid. Um, yeah, no, it was good. We um, we we got there. We start stopped in Brooklyn, which we were coming from north to south. So Brooklyn is on the north side. So you so we stopped there, separated from Manhattan by water and a bridge or two. Um, and um, there's this great spot in what's called the Dumbo, um, which is. Uh, sort of like if you remember How I Met Your Mother, the Doest Satripla, the down west of the sewage treatment plant or whatever it was. This is down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass, um, Dumbo. And so the Dumbo neighborhood has these great views of both, or of three things, the Manhattan itself, uh, the Manhattan Bridge, and the Brooklyn Bridge. And so Katie was bound and determined that we would get a family photo there because uh, this time on this trip we had the, the little kid with us. Um, and so we got there, a uh, uh, funny story, my, one of my cousins, um, ex-wife, they were married, like, I don't even know if they were married a year and they broke up very weirdly and he moved to California and she moved to Brooklyn in reaction to their divorce. Um, so they went as far away from Phoenix city, Alabama as they could go and each other. <laughs> um, but, um, Katie stayed in touch with her and none of, well, I don't really talk to him and neither does she, he just sort of. I don't. I think he's finding himself. That's my theory that he's been trying to find himself for about five years. Um, but I, she stayed in touch with the the ex wife, and um, she's a uh, kind of part time photographer up there, but also a like she works at like a doctor's office or something. That's how she makes her living. But she agreed to take some family photos for like meet us and take some photos and edit them and everything for free. So she met us down there, and we did a. I, probably for the three of us, maybe a 10-minute photo shoot. Um, and then Katie, in exchange, said that she would take, um, I don't even know what to call her, Lindsay is her name, take Lindsay's um, photo, uh, like just to have some cool photos in New York. 
um because lindsay didn't have any of herself except for like selfies and stuff and um, so they went off to take some pictures and me and ezra played on an amazing park uh, a kids park at the brooklyn they called it i think it was like the brooklyn something park um but it was like a kids park and it had like uh swings and slides and stuff but it was this giant uh, it was in the shape of a pirate ship it was huge and so, like, there's even, like, a walk the plank thing, which is really cool. And um, and so, anyway, but Ezra played on that for a while uh, while they took their pictures. Um, then we were leaving, and Katie has sort of had an obsession with walking the Brooklyn Bridge. It's something we didn't do last year because of time and then weren't going to do uh, this year because of how cold it was. It was actually colder this year than it was when we went last year. Um, but I figured out sort of a way to, not a way, just I picked the route that was a little bit longer but would drive us over the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, so she got to experience crossing the Brooklyn Bridge, which is actually really cool. It's like five-minute drive, but it's just very, very cool. And it's beautiful views, and it's so iconic. And so we did that, but then I was sort of like, I got a wild hair. I said, okay, let's go to Washington Square Park, which is like my second favorite of the small parks in the city. So we went there and Ezra got to get out of the car and run around and play and chase after these little French girls that he obviously uh, took a liking to very quickly. <laughs> and um, and uh, did that and then uh, left the city and, and came on home. Um, but it was a 90-minute little stopover in New York. It was kind of it was pretty crazy and fun. Good times. And I'm assuming the time with the family was, was great, too. The what was? <laughs> Your time with the your family? Yes. Yeah. We um meeting my nephew was awesome. I got to meet little Doug. We call him Baby Doug. And by we I mean Ezra and I. Nobody else calls him <laughs> Baby Doug, but we call him Baby Doug. And um he's a he's a cool little kid and it's weird to see the family resemblance. Um, cause Ezra's closer to baby age. So it's a little bit easier to see how much they look alike, you know? Um, and, um, my brother, a uh, new father, uh, is doing great. Um, and, uh, his, uh, uh, his, his girlfriend, um, Doug's mom, Amanda was very, very nice. We got to meet her and hang out with her a little bit. Um, and Ezra ended up getting like two Christmases cause my, my dad and stepmom had presents for him when we got there and they, you know, he flipped for that. And then we spent one night in Boston, which is where all my aunts and uncles on my dad's side live. And a bunch of them came over to, to one central location where we were going to stay overnight at my Aunt Susan's house. And uh, they did a, basically a big Christmas meal for all of us and with presents for Ezra. <laughs> and so Ezra was just in hog heaven. And uh, everyone was so nice, and we had a great time. And it was cool to be around family that is a unit. Um, because that was one thing there's always drama between those folks, but when they get together, the kind of, they try their hardest to put all that aside and just be together. And uh, even if they're like not talking outside of that time and space, when they get there, it's like, don't bring up the drama, just be polite enough. And, uh, it was really cool to see a family come together. It was a good example for, I think Katie and I both. I, uh, I absolutely know what that's like so it was it's um i think it's really it's been funny it's i think it's affected katie more than me because it's something that i saw for a long time before i met katie and then we stopped we didn't really go up very much after we got married we were broke and newly married and whatever else and we didn't travel and we were afraid to ask for help to travel like we were or too prideful maybe or embarrassed i don't know um and so we didn't go up that much so i sort of have seen this a lot 
and forgot about it over time, but always had this in the back of my mind of like, that's the, that's the difference between, let's see, my, my home family in the South versus that family. And then Katie was there this, this trip, which is the longest time we've spent up there and really saw all of it and the, the sort of tribal nature of it. Um, and uh, it's sort of... You should come spend Christmas with us. Or just like a solid weekend with my family. Is it like that too? I mean, it's exactly like that. So, we, we every conversation, like, before everybody gets together is always about, like, well, I'm pissed at so-and-so because they did this. And, I mean, all that stuff you hear from me when I gripe about my family, I all, like, everybody does that to every other individual person in the family Mm -hmm. and then like by the time we're all in the same room it's just like ah it doesn't matter yeah well that's and that's and that's what it was like and and katie sort of has come back and i think it um i don't know why i'm referencing how i met your mother twice but did you watch how i met your mother yeah i'm actually re-watching it right now like i just started this week re-watching the whole show do you remember the glass shattering episode um, where it's like, did you notice that so-and-so chews their food really yeah. loud? And then they're like, yeah. oh my God, I can't unhear it. Well, yeah. Katie, Katie sort of like her glass shattered on her family with this trip. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so she came back and was like, I just realize so much. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I support you. And that's all I would say. <laughs> um, but, but it's been good. I think a positive thing overall. And, uh, we're going to try to go back in May. So, um, so good times. Hopefully boarding the dogs won't have to put you through that again. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Yeah, I know. But like five days is a long time. Like I just, I don't know. I feel bad. Mm. I mean, it, it's really the only difficult thing is getting up at five o'clock to make sure I'm leaving at six o'clock to be at work by seven o'clock. So, yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, it's not the end of the world so we'll we'll see we'll call this last one was our christmas present and the next one that'll be my birthday present so it'll be May. (laughs) oh man um but yeah um it's uh it was a good trip um i got sick i lost my voice i think yeah you know this because obviously because we didn't podcast for a lot longer than planned um but i um yeah, I, I got really sick about two days in. I started losing my voice, and I faked it while I was up there and secretly medicated. And, like, on the way home, I sounded like this, and that's all I could say. <laughs> um, and so I, then I came home and, and just got worse, and just and it turned into, like, this head cold flu thing. And um, luckily, though, Katie and, and Ezra, they didn't get anything at all. Like, it was just me. And so um, so that's good, but... By the time, like, I'm still sort of recovering a little bit. And, like, it's just, oh, I'm so worn out. But all very worth it. Would do again. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was good. It was good. Mm, I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you. Couldn't do it without you. Oh, whatever. That's true. I don't know. We couldn't have afforded to port <laughs> the dogs. And nobody else would have done it. So it's actually very true. I really want to like go like I don't we have no idea how many people listen to this podcast other than Marie and Jacob and just like talk about the conversation we had before you were supposed to go. (laughs) Which one? Uh, Can I read the text message? Is it when I canceled? Yeah. 
paraphrase the text message <laughs> when I canceled the trip. Yeah, that one? like it's not it's not happening. Don't worry about it. Oh yes. Yeah, so is there no like there's there's gotta be a way. So I think I had a nervous breakdown that day. Um, no lie, like not a real nervous breakdown because I kept my senses, but and it, it felt like more that. like three things went sideways and you were like fuck everything. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just me though. Just to be fair, Katie and I were on the same page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, yeah. Our, our basically. The one other part of this was like we were really tightly budgeted for the year and not like, oh, we have like two thousand dollars or eight thousand dollars in savings, but our monthly budget's really tight. It was like, no, no, like our actual bank account was super tight for the end of the year. And like to do this, we were gonna be like on a razor's edge anyway. And then two weeks before she went to get her oil changed, or like a week before, and then all of a sudden we had to pay like for a new tire and alignment and rotation and an oil change and something else. And like all of a sudden there's like this, our little buffer just disappeared. And then on Christmas Eve morning, I will say a, I won't call out anything specific cause you just never know who listens, but family drama occurred that morning. Um, and it was really intense and bad. And I don't think I told you that. Um, and, and so much so that like Christmas sort of got broken up early <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then a little while later, um, we our washing machine died. Our clothes washing machine died. And like, if you guys have a toddler, you should know this is awful. But also, we live in the middle of nowhere, so there's not like a convenient laundry mat. And yeah. so, like, it's just like, what are we going to do? Ah, it's all over. Burn it down. Um, and so we canceled our trip. Um, had I called my dad and canceled. Um, I told you we were canceled. I told my aunt, uncle we were canceled. And then we sort of calmed down and thought about it and found a solution to the washer all in the same day, which was a really great solution. Um, saved us a lot of money. Um, and it all like worked out. Sorry, Nemi's shaking. Um, and, um, and it got solved like hours later and I had to eat crow. But I'm glad that I did. And I think that's a growth moment for me because otherwise I would have been like, I'm sucking up this pride. I canceled this trip. That shit's not happening. Um, but I'm glad it, you did. I am too. I, it made me feel really, really good when I got the text message back that was like, so is like the washing machine a deal breaker? I was like, please tell me that your washing machine breaking and you're like, well, Logan won't be able to wash clothes. What are we going to do? It's not the thing that's going to keep you from going on this trip. No, That's it was stupid. Uh, I mean, that was part of it too. Like, there's all these little things we figured out to make like this one issue into like eight issues. Because <laughs> it's like, when if we get a new washing machine, when will it be delivered? Logan can't be here for when it gets delivered if it can only be delivered on Thursday. Because yeah, because that's how it works. They only give you one day that you can choose from. It just it none of it made sense. But we kept finding the money made sense. The money was an issue. Um, that I understand. If it's just like, look, we can't afford to replace the washing machine and go on this trip and we literally it would literally cost us the price of a washing machine and gas to drive somewhere wash clothes and drive back (laughs) yes and and so we were sort of that's kind of what the, the the real immediate issue was how do we afford to do both um, and then, um, and I can't, uh, this one, I was sworn on secrecy on how to, cause it's like a professional issue, a conflict of interest kind of thing, but we were able, we stumbled into a deal, um, that made it very worthwhile and we saved a lot of money getting one. Um, and we didn't have to pay immediately. And so it, it just, it just worked out 
really well in that evening. And so we just said, suck it up and tell people we're going. We're just beds back on. And I'm so glad. It was so worthwhile. And my actually, my, my nephew turned five months on the Saturday we were there. I think we got there on Wednesday morning. Cause it's like a 17-hour drive. So we left Christmas Day, got there Wednesday morning. Um, and then that Saturday, he actually turned five months old. And so I had not met him at all this whole time. But it was kind of like to be there on the fifth month. Like, I don't know, it was just a nice symbolic day to be there um so just all the way around it was worth it um it was quite stressful in the lead up um but we powered through and and with the help of some encouragement honestly your text too back to me like just the concern of wanting us to go that meant something my stepmom flipped out she was so pissed at me when i canceled but you know what i took away from it logan she wanted me to come yeah, I mean, and, that, that's... But the, this, the difference is, the difference is anyone else, if I don't come, they just want to be mad at me because they don't get to see, let's say, Ezra. Or they don't get to tell people that that um, that we showed up and did the right family thing and they got their picture. Like, my stepmom was pissed because we couldn't spend time with each other. And yeah. that's, that's not something I have at all on my side of the family down here. And, and it was just such like it was so your genuine care for us to be able to go, her genuine ragey disappointment, all this stuff, just, it just meant a lot and, and sort of helped push us over into like some place of sanity and got us on the road. Yeah, I tried to be like supportive and like not be like, I really want to be like, what? Like, don't be a fucking idiot. Like, if you can make this trip, make this trip. You'll figure out a way to wash your clothes. Like something will come up, but you absolutely should go on this trip. You know, like we actually I, took a bunch it, of laundry with us. <laughs> there you go. Um, I mean, like if it is flat out, like, look, unless you can loan me $400, we can't go on this trip. Then I would have just been like, I don't have it. <laughs> like, I'm really sorry. I wish I did. But if it's just a matter of like, well, we're going to have to figure out something when we get back, but we can go right now. You absolutely should go. Yeah, my, my stepmom in the rage said, tell me a number. They're, and they're not wealthy. Let me be very, very clear. My, my dad and stepmom, they're not wealthy. <laughs> and so my, she was going, just tell me a number. We'll send you the money right now. Tell me a number. We'll make it happen. And I was like, I don't know a number. I haven't solved this problem yet. <laughs> And then my dad, my dad, when she's like yelling at me to tell her a number, that's when he grabbed the phone because he also was like, don't sign us up for money we don't have. <laughs> um, but no, so but it was all very worthwhile. My brother, Duncan, who is um, not a dad. So I have two two brothers um, up north and he's the younger of the two. He's come to visit a few times, like when he was younger, and um, he's probably, like, we've just spent the most time with him, but the last few years he's been a little quieter, a little less connected, and he really took a huge efforts to, like, hang out with us, and he's kind of notorious for, like, being in his room playing video games, and that's all he does. And so that was really good. And like my dad and stepmom were both just like, wow, that's so amazing. Like, he was, like, down there talking to you. <laughs> and so... um so it's just is all around a great trip, and and couldn't have, the the Wonder Years theme song played in my head a lot as I thought about the reasons why we ended up actually being there. So I appreciate it. I'm glad you got to go. Uh, yeah, man. I yeah. got to hang out with your dogs. So 
And I heard them on the yeah they guest starred on your podcast. They were quite <laughs> annoying. Uh, they were all right. And then Catch Up Gate 2018. <laughs> uh, look, nobody would have known if you hadn't have spoken up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny because the whole thing I thought was funny from beginning to end. But when we came home, we so we had this these two bags. So the whole deal for anyone who hasn't seen this on social media, that the three or four people who were probably our close friends who listened to this. Um, Logan posted that he was staying at somebody's house and they didn't have ketchup. And he's sort of shamefully, why don't they have ketchup? What kind of Americans are these? And um, and I called, like, I've, I fell on the sword and admitted the guilt. But when we came home, I realized that behind these bags, which contained fresh squeezed juices that we forgot to take on our road trip, like organic fruit and veggie juices, behind those was a brand Things new. Things I would never touch. <laughs> I'm, exactly. So, but behind that was the high fructose corn syrup unsealed brand new bottle of ketchup Katie had actually purchased. <laughs> but, in, but in our frantic washing machine drama, she didn't think about that when we were talking about it. And so she, because she could have told me then, oh, it's behind the juice, but she, it just didn't occurred to her and uh so when i came home and found that it just i couldn't stop laughing it was so funny <laughs> on top of i went and bought like a big thing of ketchup i was like i'm just gonna buy this and leave it in their fridge so that they have ketchup <laughs> those poor people who can't afford a washing machine or some ketchup oh uh, so funny yeah i like ketchup with my fish so I'm no weak. that's fair I think it's the, I think really what I like is vinegar with fish, but I don't like a lot of vinegar because there's that little bit of vinegar taste in ketchup. So. No, that makes sense. Do you have, is your fish like breaded? I, I mean, I'll eat it either way, but okay. usually I get fish sticks or some kind of, uh, th- this, I actually got these giant lightly breaded frozen patties. I don't even know. They were huge. I was like, oh my God. And it was really good too. The first one I did, like I cooked it and then there was no ketchup. I was like, well, I guess I'm eating it without ketchup. It was still (laughs) really good. Of course there was ketchup. I just didn't look. So I like, I like my breaded fish with ketchup. I don't like fish that doesn't have any sort of breading with ketchup, but I like any breaded fish. Usually I can deal with ketchup with it. If it's not breaded, um, I don't usually use so much, but I like a, like just a little bit of, like I said, to get the vinegar taste. I don't know why that brings out the taste of the fish so well. So, anyway, food podcast. <laughs> I've become a foodie. Not really. You are cooking, though. Hello Fresh, right? Yeah, although I think I'm going to change. Apparently, I can't use my oven without setting off the smoke alarm like whatever uh is it the heat because i had an apartment once it wasn't about smoke but the heat would set off my fire alarm yes yeah every single time like there was because the first time i did it i spilled some stuff and it like put off a lot of smoke and that set it off but i cleaned it really well this weekend and i turned it on there was no smoke in the kitchen and i was sitting here just cooking potatoes in the oven and all of a sudden it starts going off and i was like i i can't do this every other night you know do you have so is the fire alarm is it in your kitchen no it's in my bedroom uh you actually haven't seen my my apartment it's very small do you have ceiling fans in any of the rooms yeah do you run those while you use the oven 
No. Run them full power um, while you use the oven and see if that changes it. Because that's what I've, I've lived in apartments my whole life. And that's usually the fix. If Especially if you can't, if you don't have good windows or it's too cold to open your windows like it is now. Um, mm. Run your ceiling fans full blast. And that usually disrupts the the kind of the heat waves. Because that's what's setting your alarm off. It's sort of like the waves. Right. And so um, that usually disrupts it. And then you don't have to deal with it. And you can just turn them off right when you're done. And then you don't have to sit in like the cold eating your food. Oh, okay. Just, I will try that. Try it out because I, I think that'll do it for you. That usually in those smaller apartments does that. That, that makes the fix. Helpful tips. Yeah, good to know. I'm sure my neighbors will appreciate it. If it doesn't work, <laughs> then call the landlord and be like, guys, new fire detector now. <laughs> Our new oven. This thing's like 30 years old. Well, there you go. And a new fridge because this thing's so loud. <laughs> I can hear it in the bedroom. It's so loud. Um, anyway, oh, what else has been going on? So I had a weird experience over the weekend. Um, I texted you about this one. Are you okay if I go into this? Yeah, that's fun. So on Sunday, we had our final Christmas. <laughs> um, so fractured families caused delayed Christmas. And so um, Christmas Day, we were supposed to see my aunt, but she got really sick and did not want to come around us before our trip. And, and I didn't blame her. And so we got together with her and her mom and her mom's boyfriend. Um, and so just for simplicity, Jennifer's my aunt, Karen's her mom, and Mike is the boyfriend. Um, Karen and Mike are in their 70s. They've been together for, gosh, it feels like, I feel like it's, I think it's only been about five years. It feels like it's been a decade that they've been together. Um, not in a bad way. They just feel like they've always been together um, since her divorce. Um, Mike's a nice guy. Um, it's supremely smart man, always has witty things to say or some really interesting story about something he's done in his life, but not one of those like, let me tell you some random story that really doesn't add anything to anything. Like it's always, it's like one of those good storyteller kind of guys, um, and a good sense of humor, loves Ezra, loves telling stories about his kids growing up. Has always been, he's the kind of guy who you know would look at you and say, you're doing that wrong if you were parenting poorly. But, and so he, but the fact that he's always complimented us, it's always made us feel good to be around him and kind of have him be like, wow, it's impressive that he does this or that you guys do this with him. And so um, just a nice guy. Um, but Mike has had cancer often on the last few years. And he's fought it and very successfully in the past. Um, and um, it has come back with a vengeance. And we knew this about Mike for the last four months or so, um, that, that this has been going on. But sort of every holiday or thing that we normally get together on, they've been going to his kids' places um, instead of staying here in Chattanooga because he's been sick. So we have, we missed him around Thanksgiving. Usually we see him around fall and Thanksgiving um, and then obviously Christmas. Um, but Christmas, again, we, we weren't we didn't do it. It's been delayed until just this past Sunday. Um, so we haven't seen him as he's gotten s sicker and sicker. Um, and essentially he's on uh, what they call palliative care, which I don't know. Uh, basically, it's not hospice, but essentially it's just be comfortable as much as you can be. So he has a lot of medications to just be comfortable day to day. Um, <clears throat> so anyway. I say all that to say um, we saw Mike for the first time in about four or five months, um, and um, and it was shocking to say the least. He was um, 
he's uh, not a huge guy, but he was a tall guy, thin, but like bulky at the same time. Like he could have been, he could have, he's the kind of guy that like in those old comic book ads, like that kind of fit back in the day. Like he's just sort of tall and muscular, but not bulky. And um, we walked in and he was sitting on the couch and he was like, um, I mean, the physicality of Jack Skellington, like not making a joke, but just trying to give like a comparison. Wow. Um, and it was really shocking. Um, he's got very pronounced features. He's always had sort of a big head and like a, he's got he had big eyes and a big nose and and um, but then like a thin neck almost honestly the better comparison is mr freeze and batman the animated series that's kind of his body type okay and, and so everything sort of shrunk in and um he's always been hard of hearing since we've known him but it's that's gotten worse too um and he's not he didn't speak much the whole day um it was very shocking the whole thing um but the thing i wanted to to say like that's all context like i do i talk too much i apologize but um we were sitting at the table eating lunch like so we kind of they let ezra open some presents and it's a nice time and mike is nodding nodding and every now and then saying a little bit of something but not the talkative guy he was six months ago um and we're sitting at the table he's sitting to my right and he was going to say something. He went to say something, and only I could tell he was going to, but he couldn't get his words out. <clears throat> but I didn't know that was what was happening. I looked over to give him my attention. I'm the only one who looked at him because nobody else could hear him because I was the closest to him. He, like, physically, I watched him decide not to try to say anything. He takes this deep breath and sighs, and then all of a sudden, he turns his head and he looks me straight in the eye. And I've never felt anything like it. We, we, our eyes, like, I mean, for lack of a better explanation, our eyes locked and we just stood there or sat there looking straight into each other's eyes. And I'm looking at this guy who is, he has, he has, I never realized how bright light ice blue his eyes are. And that's the only light in him. And w this is like 20 seconds we stare at each other, which is a long, long time to just. And he looks at me and he goes, well, and takes a sigh, looks down and then gets back to his meal and doesn't look up for the rest of the meal. And. It shook me, man. I can't I can't get the the visual like I think this is probably the last time I'm gonna see Mike. I don't think I'll see him again. Um and not in some big dramatic way. We don't see him that often anyway, which would which is why I feel this way. Um just realistically. Um and I felt like I saw you be sick in the hospital, and that was one thing. But like we caught it, you know what I mean? It's like we like we got a trampoline under you fallen off of a building at the last second. And at this point, we're like, hopefully the bouncing will stop and you'll be OK soon. But like he it just I looked into the end. And it's a very strange thing. And it was heartbreaking, but also. I don't know. You just think about it. I just, I don't know, man. I just had to tell somebody it and you're the person I wanted to tell. 
I haven't talked to anybody about this, but it just was, it's one of the most powerful experiences of my life. It's like a half a minute of my entire life. And I don't think I'll ever forget it or the chill that it sent through my whole body to look at somebody who knows he's dying and know that's probably the last time I'll ever see him. And it's weird, man. Life is weird because we are, we're all going to do that in some fashion. And it's really, I'm not upset. I'm not like in a bad place. I'm just in a weird place with it. And I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. It's, I've, I unfortunately had to watch people go through that. My, you know, right before Thanksgiving, we lost. I mean, she might as well have been my mother-in-law or my aunt, really. Um, my sister-in-law's mom, who I wasn't super close with, but we were close. And then, you know, the the I had cancer, she had cancer, and we both kind of just seemed to, it, it always just, you know, was causing problems for both of us. And uh, so we, you know, kind of bonded over that. And, but I mean, she, it just would not like, like this guy wouldn't let go of her. And she just, she elected to stop. She's like, I, I can't do this anymore. And so just slowly it was her choosing to not fight, you know, and knowing that she was going to die. And it's it's a weird thing to look at somebody who knows that they're going to die. I mean, like you said, we're all going to die, but most we, of us don't get to know, you know. You don't get a time frame, you yeah. know. I mean, because they, they, I know they told him not too long ago, basically, hey, we don't recommend any more treatment for you because it'll, it'll just make you more uncomfortable in these last few months. And we can just, we can make you comfortable. And so it wasn't really, it wasn't, it was even recommended to him to stop fighting. Um, and um, he he disappeared towards the end of the, the day. We, we got done with our meal and went back into the living room. And, and Ezra got like a couple more little things to open. And as we were sort of wrapping up the day, he, he went upstairs. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if he was just tired or whatever. And he didn't say goodbye. He just went upstairs. And it was such a surreal thing. And part of me is like, he's just not saying goodbye to people or something. I don't know. And I'm just making that shit up. People, we do that. We put that on other people um, to give ourselves some sort of understanding. And I know that that's what I'm doing. But it was just this weird thing that like he was there and then he wasn't. And then we went home. And that's sort of life, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's just crazy. I don't know. It's just crazy. It was, this is the first time Ezra sort of responded to Mike and like kind of, and we, we call, um, all of them are it's aunt Jennifer, aunt Karen, uncle Mike. That's what we just call them. So we don't add more grandparents to the confusing equation that is my family. And yeah. so, um, but he like this time he's uncle Mike, uncle Mike. And he, when he got his gifts, he always, we've taught him to say thank you, but he also gives hugs when he gives gifts, when he gets gifts. So he went and like, he hugged Mike and he doesn't, he's never done that before. He's always been a little intimidated by Mike. Cause he doesn't see him that often. And, um, and, and so like he, he hugged Mike and like they connected and, and Mike obviously was appreciative and smiled. Like that's really one of the few times we saw him smile that day was when Ezra did that. And so it's just like this nice moment wrapped up in all this kind of existential life stuff all at one time. And just, um, 
just a bizarre thing, this world and this life that we are given and this death that we're promised. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's weird how it's just, it seems like it's everywhere. Maybe it's just me, but it does just seem like the cancer is just every fucking where now it's everywhere. You know what I think truthfully, I think that used to be a thing. There used to be more of like, don't talk about it as much. Oh, they're sick. Oh, you know, they, they were ill for a while and they didn't make it. You didn't say cancer that much. I know there's like even a TV show called the C word. Cause like, that's like, it just, it's, you just didn't talk about it the same way. And I feel like the more we do, the more you realize how prevalent it is and the more prevalent you realize it is and you being us as a society, the more we decide to be like, screw that. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like we don't need to be alone in this kind of thing since so many people go through it. And, um, and, uh, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's a better thing. If I think there's a lot of times when I have been of help to people and people have been of help to me because we can just talk about it. some. this is a hard thing. Yeah, it, it's it's this weird line, too, of uh, being able to talk about it and people treating you like you're this kind of sideshow oddity thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's usually people who don't see you that much and just want to ask you a bunch of questions. So, like, what you know, what are they doing? What are the doctors saying? What are the like? No, let's have a conversation like we can talk about things, but. You know, it's it's just that's kind of maddening, too. So I would imagine he at least appreciated people not a staring at him like this guy's going to die. I don't know what we should do. And B not asking him an endless barrage of questions that basically the answer is usually I don't know. Yeah, he, he they gave uh, my my aunt Jen gave him. He's a big crossword puzzle guy, especially like the New York Times crossword puzzle. Um, but he gave him this big book of like very difficult crossword puzzles. Those are like his favorite things. That and Scrabble, which is why he's a perfect match for Karen because she is like the queen of Scrabble. And um, and he said. He goes, this book ought to get me into 2020. He goes, now those doctors don't say I'm going to make it till then, but what the hell do they know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's Mike in a nutshell, like the, that kind of stuff. But, um, but so I love that. Um, but that's like the only time it came up the whole time we were there, which I, I respected a lot. Cause I think some people can't help, but when they're around it, but sort of focus on that too, when it's not even like Mike's decision to focus on it, but like Karen could be one of those caretakers who can't stop talking about the fact that he's got cancer, but it's not like it's not there. Like he had to take his medicine so he could eat. And like we did that in front of us. Nothing secretive. It just wasn't focused on it, which I found to be, to me, like a very healthy way of living. Because he's still alive. So live. And that's what they were doing. And it was really, I don't know, I thought it was very nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was going through all that, like when the the, the first bout, not the second one, which for me was much harder, but it was really not anywhere near as, uh, scary or dangerous (laughs) as the first bout. Sure. But, uh, I, I do remember she didn't say a lot of helpful things, but my mom saying something to me, uh, like I had mentioned in passing, like, uh, 
certain people who I thought I was close with not really like talking to me that much or trying to even say, you know, Hey, how are you doing or anything? But like all these people I hadn't talked to in a while, um, that two of my really close high school friends both actually came back into my life and, you know, we're as close now probably as we ever were. And, and I hadn't really talked to either one of them in God, four or five years at that point. And, but all these other people that I thought I was close to just sort of drifted away. And my mom telling me that like, well, they're mourning your death because in their eyes, like, Oh shit, he was 10 minutes away from dying. So I I don't want to be here when that happens. Cause I don't know how to handle that. So I'm going to deal with it now. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I'm sad, but it's, it's absolutely true. And there's some sort of, I don't know that you can get it. I mean, it makes sense. I can't be help. That actually helped me be less upset about it. Cause I do understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, so many things to learn. Do you want me to grab the if book? We haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> sure. I can see it. Give me like, it'll take me two, two seconds. Give me one second. And hear me take a drink. <sighs> I just realized I said, it'll take me two seconds. Give me one second. What the hell does that even mean? Use that up now. I should have used the opportunity to promote our other podcast <laughs> that we uh, started. Oh, were you doing that? Sorry. No, I was going to, and then uh, I just didn't. So. Do it. We never talk about this podcast. At least we can give the title of the other one. Yeah, for the three people who might listen to this that don't listen to that other one, although that seems really unlikely. Uh, we did start a new podcast with my brother in tow uh, called uh, Ryan and Logan Make Spencer Watch Movies. And the first movie we made him watch was Saint Almost Fire, and it turned into a huge mistake. So it was uh, a great conversation. It, out. it was a good conversation. So it's only a mistake for you because you're disappointed in me. Yeah, I, not disappointed. I just, I don't know. It, I, I can't be disappointed that you didn't connect with a movie the way I connected with a movie. Um, you can be. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. But I'm not like mad at you because you don't like a movie that I like. That's good. I'm glad. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. It's weird that like I see something there. It makes me, it makes me doubt my own opinion of the movie. Does that make sense? It does, but it shouldn't do that because we're such different people. Yeah. We have things that cross, you know, paths, and that's where, like, we've connected over the years. But we are very divergent in a lot of ways. That's, that's okay. I, uh, you should have seen me. I found out that one of my coworkers has not seen any of the Star Wars movies except for Episode One, and I turned into that terrible geek Star Wars person <laughs> who was like shaming them for never having seen it. Um, and it was that I think who posted that there's a video just posted in the Facebook group for the X-Wing files 
um, about Star Wars. Like they're for three friends are having a movie night, and then one of them hadn't seen Star Wars, and it turned into this whole nightmare. Did you see that video? No, I didn't watch it. Well, you can assume what it is, and I was the worst people in that <laughs> in that video. <laughs> um, anyway, did we say the name of the other podcast? I think I interrupted that. Yeah, Ryan and Logan make Spencer watch movies. There you go. It's a mouthful, but it's a good mouthful. Yeah, it's a very long title, but it's all in the title. Like it, there's no description needed. <laughs> my favorite part, and this one, this is what Maria liked the best. My favorite part is that I have five vetoes for our first season, which is the year. Um, that when it, basically they're postponement. So when they tell me they surprise me with the movie at the end of each episode, I could throw out a veto card and say, no, now you two have to watch one of my art house foreign films that you've never seen. Um, and we'll push your movie back an extra week. So instead they have to go watch in the mood for love for the first time. And then we'll come back and talk about it on the next episode. Those are going to be fun ones for me, especially okay. when one of you, goes what the hell is even happening here that's going to be my favorite part and i i I feel like i'm gonna be that guy so ryan i think can get more into uh all of that stuff than i can so he's weird he watches such a odd mixture of things and I used to be that way, and now I I am just not at all. Now I rewatch the same crap over and over and over and over again. Um. All right, you ready for some if questions? Sure. All right. If you had to eliminate a single art form from the earth henceforth and forevermore, which one would you get rid of? Okay, so is it generalized art forms or i'm gonna i'm gonna let you define that because it's it's such a big question i'm gonna let you define that i mean because if you're doing very very specific art forms and anything could be an art form i could just say well i mean nobody needs clog dancing so obviously that's gone fine we're going generalized (laughs) so art music dancing uh, dancing cinema uh, theater will break theater out by itself okay, theater do we say writing do we say books no i didn't say writing books um we could do the book and the poet and the poem so you could still have word-based uh art out there god that's really tough because so much of it inspires so much more of it <sighs> dancing all right all right i think now so this is my key to this it's henceforth and forevermore so it stops right here so i might say music because we've got a lot of good music we can go back to okay so it's eliminating so it doesn't go forward or eliminating like thanos like a right well well doesn't henceforth mean like right now Okay, yeah, you're right. So I'm thinking from right now and going forward. Okay. And so I'm, I think I would say music. If By the way I interpret this, if it's just no more starting right now, no more new Cardi B songs, okay. But I got my that, back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I um, would still miss the idea of the crazy stuff that could come in the future from other people. But, yeah, I, I think we have enough stuff. 
I, 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 ironically, I feel the same way about dancing. I go, I watch people dance down. I'm like, yeah, we could just stop this. <laughs> that video of the UCLA girl or woman who just got the 10 out of 10. Oh, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> and so that's the one argument against that right now. I'm like, yeah, but I watched that. And I was like, wow, I've never cared about gymnastics. This is amazing. Um. I feel like if like if I said eliminate dancing going forward, like it would become this sort of I was about to make a dirty dancing reference, but I realized Footloose. It'd be like Footloose. You'd be the Footloose town. Right. Where like it's eliminated, but it's not really eliminated. It would be one of those things that eventually came back around because you're not going to have music and dancing not find its way back. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll stick with dancing, if only because eventually it would find its way back. All right, ready for the next one? Yeah. If you could rid the Earth of one thing, what would it be? And I only accept comedic answers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, that's tough. I mean, I'm terrified of spiders. So I really want to say spiders, but I also understand that they do a lot of good. I was about to say, I hate all the things they eat, though. So, you know, I just want to eliminate my house of visible spiders and we'll be fine. That's, that's um, one thing and you can get that specific for one thing. <laughs> no, I want to I want to be. I, I mean, I feel like it's very sappy, but I'm just going to say cancer. So. No, I think that's a good one. I think if you say cancer so that we're both doing the world a service, I'll say child abuse. Okay. So there we go. Now we have solved like so many problems right now. Yeah. Good stuff. What a powerful book. Let's see. I was trying to think of a comedic answer, but I can't come up with anything. I almost said Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> The last episode I lost. No. <laughs> if I weren't so high up, I'm sitting on my the end of my bed. If I weren't so high up, I'd throw my mic on the ground for dramatic effect, but I know it would break. <laughs> Let's see. If you had to name the best album cover ever, which would it be? <sighs> That's tough because I've never been a big album cover guy. Um, trying to think of ones that stand out in my mind. I don't know. Do you have one? So yes, I do. So I, mine is. It's going to sound cliche, but let. But I will obviously over talk about it. Um, it's Dark Side of the Moon, but here's why. Because I know everyone has it on t-shirts and stickers and whatever else. But in my opinion, it looks stupid in all of those other formats because it's the perfect image for an album cover. But because it is, everyone thinks it should be printed on posters and tattooed and and it shouldn't be. It sucks in all those other versions because it's a perfect album cover only. Yeah. Yeah. It is one of those that every time I see... The variations always make me chuckle. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cute. I like how you changed it up. But when I do see somebody with the, the Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt, I'm like, really? Yeah. 
like that's like your statement is that you like the most popular album by this very popular band. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I, God, I don't have a good answer for this. You say the White Album. I mean, it would be the only album cover of the Beatles that I would recognize and go, well, that's the White Album. Well, I guess them crossing Abbey Road, but uh, which is pretty good. Well, yeah. Sergeant Pepper's really good because yeah. there's so much going on. Um, God, I don't know. No, that's fair. You don't have to have an answer. I mean, I, I love Guns N' Roses, so I want to say Appetite for Destruction, the cross with their skulls on it. And, mm-hmm. uh, but also very much like the Pink Floyd thing. Like, I see it on T-shirts. I have it on a T-shirt. No, actually, I don't have that T-shirt anymore. And I'm just like, why? That That's so dumb. But uh, I do love it on the album. So middle school me is like, that's so badass. I also love that album. So, All right. If you had to name the least erotic part of the human body, what would it be? I don't know. The little toe. Yeah, I was going to say knees. <laughs> Aerosmith would disagree. Yeah. From album covers to eroticism. I'm just I'm literally flipping to random pages and trying not to pick ones like if you had to say what the most evil thing you've ever done is. <laughs> so I'm trying not to answer, ask those questions. Oh, that's easy. What? Uh, I can absolutely tell you what the most evil thing I've ever done is. But would you want to tell me? Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to answer this just to let you know. So if you need well, this. Well, to... maybe not evil. The most, the meanest thing I've ever done. Okay. Um, the one person I was in a very long-term relationship with. We were together for a decade. Uh, on Valentine's Day, I've had to work. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I I worked all day. I came home. All I wanted to do was sit down and watch TV. And I was sitting on the couch watching TV. And she was down the hallway. And she said my name. And I looked down the hallway. And she was wearing like a lingerie. And I just started. La la. I just started laughing at her. Oh, no. Yes. What a jerk. That is absolutely the meanest thing I've ever done. Did she cry? Yes. Oh, you're the worst. Oh, man. (laughs) That's pretty mean. That's pretty mean. I'm not as glad telling mine. That's fine. (laughs) Mine's mean, but has no comedic value. And that story outside of it is kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) And I tried to be like, look. I, I was, I'm exhausted, was not, all I wanted to do was just like, come home, chill out on the couch, and go to bed. That's all I wanted to do. I know it's Valentine's Day, but I'm not that guy anyway, even though I know when you're in a relationship, you should be. I just don't buy into all of that bullshit. So, like, that just completely caught me off guard. 
<laughs> it was just like, what? <laughs> no. Let's see. Mm. Oh, I'm going to make you be nice to yourself. Mm. <laughs> grumble, grumble. Um, if you had to pick one of your personality traits as being the best, which would it be? I don't. I don't even know what my personality traits are. <sighs> That's my reaction to you right now. I have no idea. Fair enough. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I, I'm. I want to say I'm persistent, but I'm really not, because I give up on a lot of shit. All right, then you answer with my best one, and I'll answer with your best one. Like I'll tell you yours, you tell me mine. Your best personality trait. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't want to offend you. But it's my best. How can it offend me? Well, because I the think, other ones aren't as good. <laughs> well, what I think is your best, you might be like, really? No. Well, I mean, I think you're a good, um, I don't want to say listener, because most of our conversations are via text. But <laughs> Receiver of information. Uh, and, and it's never like... Uh, like I, I, it's not you don't you're not waiting to respond. Like so many conversations via text or phone or whatever, somebody whoever you're talking to is waiting to talk, not actually listening, or you know interested in helping you, or or just listening. They're yeah. just waiting to talk, and I never feel like you're just waiting like. When is he going to shut the fuck up so that I can say what I want to say? So, uh, and I did not have a lot of friends. I definitely don't have many family that do that. So usually when I was talking, it was always just like, okay, well now here's something that I really want to talk about. Fuck your thing. Let's talk about this. So, you know, also when I'm when we're in the same room together, like when I'm in the hospital and I wouldn't talk, you were completely okay with just sitting there not talking. So well, there you go. Cool, cool. I would say yours, and that's 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 very nice of you. Thank you, I should say. That's what I should say. Not well, cool. Um <laughs> yours I also just like you get awkward with compliments. Um I think that yours is that um you are loyal but through a prism of emotional honesty to the very end so like you'll be like i love you but you fucked that up and you need to know that but i'm here with you through this fuck up that's like the best kind of friend a person can have you have to have that honesty and it's also, but it's also like you wouldn't, if I didn't need to hear it, like you fucked that up, I needed to hear it like, hey man, you really messed that one up. You know how to like alter that. So it's emotionally what is needed to be like in the way it's needed to be delivered, but still very honest. 
and all with the intention of sticking by the side of the person you care about. I've seen you do it with certain family members. I've, you've definitely done it to me. I mean, just our example in this podcast about the trip, the way you kind of talked to me about the trip, that's something that that's like, that's a pure a selfless care for someone else that I feel like you bring to your friendships and relationships that you're invested in. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. You're welcome. It doesn't right. always feel like that, but thank you. Well, it's mostly because you get afraid that you've upset somebody. And sometimes you probably do. But for me, it's the kind of thing that I don't ever get upset about. I very much need it. But I know how it can bother some people. But ultimately, they need it too. It helps that a, a lot of our friendship is carried on via text messaging. So you don't get knee-jerk reactions to like if something happens or if I think you're being stupid or like even if you do something where I'm like, well, that really fucking pissed me off or like, what the fuck or whatever. Like there's no knee jerk react. There's my knee jerk reaction in my head, but it doesn't come out. <laughs> it's just like, like, like when I delayed the later. podcast the other day. When <laughs> when me and you and Ryan were supposed to record it first. Oh uh, yeah. I forgot all about that. So um, well, I mean, I don't even remember if that upset me at all, but something like that. Yeah. Like if, if I was on the phone with you and, uh, Ryan sent that text message, my reaction to you might be like, what the fuck, man? Like he's always messing stuff up, but that's my instant reaction. Five minutes later, it's not really how I feel. It's just my, like my knee jerk response. Most people don't get to hear that. Uh, Honestly, Ryan's probably the only one who ever really hears knee-jerk responses from me. So it explains very much. (laughs) And then if he if he pisses me off, it's usually just like I gotta go. Click. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's here's the last one of the if game for the night. Um, If you could retrieve, so it means you've lost it or don't have it anymore. If you could retrieve one toy or stuffed animal from your childhood, which one would you recover? Toy or stuffed animal. God, I had so many. Um, we had the Ewok village. Oh yeah. Really? I would really like to have that back, but it's not anything like it, it has like value in my like fandom for star Wars. I don't have any sentimentality towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of, God, I don't, <laughs> I, I, this is really stupid. Um, when we were really, really young, I don't remember how old we were. It's probably my earliest Christmas memory. Um, my uncle, Jacob and Elizabeth's dad, dressed up like Santa Claus and came to the house. Uh, it's when my parents were still together. And I remember getting up that morning and all around the Christmas tree, my dad had gotten, uh, instead of like plastic army men, there were these plastic like cowboy, I'm going to be non PC cowboys and Indians there was like a little uh, plastic wagon with little plastic horses. And they were just like set up all around the Christmas tree. 
mm-hmm. remember that. I have no idea what happened to those things. Like almost every other toy I can remember. We had tons of GI Joes. And at some point we figured out that you could take the screw out of the back of them and just rearrange their parts. So all our GI Joes got broke because inside is just a rubber band that if you pull on it too much breaks Yeah, and it's difficult to replace. So all our GI Joes ended up in parts. Uh, same with the He-Man toys, the rubber band that holds them together breaks. If you play with it too much, they all wound up broken in half star Wars toys, probably buried in the yard somewhere. Cause we took them all outside. Like I, I, can tell you like probably what happened to all of those things. No idea what happened to those plastic cowboys and Indians. And I really wish I still had them because I can see them in my head. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I'm, it's, I, I'm glad you have that memory. I'm more mean to say, and like, that's a good, that's a great answer. Not awesome that you don't have them. <clears throat> Mine is a, I had a, um, a 12 inch, um, Christopher Reeves Superman um, that was uh, his he I think maybe one two three four five points articulation so the legs the arms and the head would turn um, but it was plastic and the plastic was hollow so like if you pushed on it a little bit it would give some like if you pushed on his like say his bicep or whatever it would give it was not a full in like a not like a G.I. Joe style um, and <clears throat> my childhood dog um the the way his hands were one was basically they were meant to put them up so he's in the flying pose with one arm extended and one bent at the elbow um and my childhood dog chewed off the fist of the bent and elbow arm so it was like a hollow thing with the right light you could see straight up his arm um but i loved this and i kept it for the longest time even after the dog did that and i wanted to burn the dog to the ground um and um, at some point um, in me leaving home at 18, um, probably my fault, and so I'm not going to blame it on anyone else, um, it got lost between the cracks, and I don't have it anymore. And I had that my whole life. Like, I can remember every – there's a period of time I lived at, like, seven different apartments over seven years, and each one of those places I have a, a distinct memory of where I put that Superman in each place, and, um, and, I, and I wish I had that Superman, but intact with the fist. But yeah, that's mine. Yeah. I want to anyway. make this joke about that's how, you know, he wound up in a wheelchair. No, <laughs> good lord. Um, well, yeah. Well, this has been this has been our stuff. We did it again. Yeah. It's so, good to be back in 2019. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a better than a better year than last year. Although I say that, but I mean, as shitty as last year was, I mean, we almost lost Ryan. He's still here. We started a a few new podcasts. (laughs) Um, I ended Film Dispenser last year. Yeah. Um, You know, a whole new venture for me that wouldn't have happened without you. Um, I mean, it's not. It's not like it's keeping the lights on or anything, but um, I don't know. In a lot of ways, it was a good year, but God, all the shit that happened and the 
idiot that we have to deal with on a daily freaking basis. Do you like his uh, fast food buffet? So I, I'm going to admit to how stupid I am when all that started showing up on social media. I was like, why? Why would you do this? Like, what? What? I was like, oh, well, yeah, government shutdown. Nobody's like all those people are government employees. So obviously they're not getting paid. So but he's so rich. Why couldn't he just do something a little nicer? And that's ultimately where I wound up. So it's like, but you got all this money. You couldn't pay somebody to come in and cater for these people. You know how mad I would be if I got invited to the White House to eat McDonald's? You know? I oh, mean, yeah. No, I know. Um, but it's not like the president doesn't have his in-house chefs working. Just saying. Actually, I don't know that. So I'm just talking out of turn. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. So... It's so ridiculous. So, honestly, I don't know why anybody would accept the invitation. But like, no, don't you have more important things to do right now? So, but whatever, you know. Keep the government shut down. <laughs> yeah. <Really? laughs> Nothing says we support the troops like not paying them. <laughs> oh, man. Classic, classic Trump presidency. Uh, that'll get us some hate. No, not enough people listen to our podcast. <laughs> the people that do, I think, will be okay on. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks since it's going to be kind of an every. Although we have know, to get on a schedule. <laughs> yeah, but. I can I can record next Wednesday or Thursday. So just to let you know. My anniversary is yeah. Tuesday, so I'm not doing it then. Oh, nice. Y'all doing anything special? Um, mm, I took the day off. It's a school day for Ezra, so we're going to like go out to lunch together without the kid. So oh, that would be, be nice. Mm. Nothing too crazy. Mm. All right. Oh, well, yeah. That sounds good. But yeah, we'll, I want to keep this one. I, the other one will definitely be every other week, you know, but I would like to keep this one as regular as I can because it's just good to hang out with you. <laughs> it's Hear your instant I, reaction so I know the real you. Oh, whatever. Nobody knows the real me. See that? You've said stuff like this in the past and, and now I have like all these crazy theories you don't even want to know. I'm like Dale Gribble but about you. No, I'm not. I just, I think I'm a lot more, uh, uh, what's the narcissistic than people actually think I am? Hmm. I could see so, that. But maybe, but that in and of itself is narcissism. Like, of course, everything's about me, but I want to pretend like everything isn't about me. <laughs> uh, well, we'll dive into that next time. Sure. <laughs> Don't act like you hate it. Um, well, I guess we, it's so weird because we just did this other one with like the formal intro and like outro and stuff. So I feel very weird. Um, but everybody have a and we said hi to Marie and Jacob. You mentioned them. Hi, guys. Um, and uh, have a better tomorrow. Bye. Bye.